It's your boy Webby Webb, and you're now in the mix with Talk It Up Sports. Let's go. And welcome back, everyone. Mark Webster here, also known as Webby Webb. I got my boy Jeff Lightsley tapped in with me. Yes, sir. You already know it's been a long time, but we're going. <laughs> we're not going to waste any more time, and we're about to give you full coverage. Jeff, let's go ahead and start right with the NBA. We know is a lot of things been happening with the NBA from Steph Curry being out. Yeah. From of course we know KD's not playing, and we know LeBron has been. Like old LeBron. Yeah. What, are, what are your thoughts on LeBron thus so, far? So LeBron, like you said, has just been vintage LeBron James. Like nothing yeah. that we've seen. Like of course the opening night happens and people wanted to crown the Clippers the king of the worlds, the yeah. Dragon Slayers, the new champions, give them the O'Brien trophy after game one. And I'm like pump the brakes a little bit. OBJ is going to have a lot to say about what goes takes place in the NBA this year. And so far he's doing it. I mean, they're first in the West. Mm-hmm. They're 5-1, five and five-game winning streak. And, I mean, we're just seeing a lot of things. We've seen 39-16 and 16 from LeBron the other night. Um, we've seen 80 with a 40-20 and 20 game so far already this season. Like, we see whatever – what the Lakers are doing is not surprising anyone that knows the game of basketball. Like, knowing LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the same team were going to be a problem – for the league, and so far they've been that. Yeah, without doubt, and we know that Kyle Kuzma he actually came back this past Friday. Yeah. You know, and you know his his play is gonna it's gonna start having to develop more because with LeBron and AD, like we already know what they can do. You know, the number speaks for itself. And with like I said, LeBron James is looking like he said his revenge season. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I feel sorry for some teams. You know, but what are some other teams out west? We know Lakers are you know sitting at five and one ever since losing the open night. They haven't yeah. looked back, you know, mm-hmm. but it is early. What are some other teams you're impressed with? Over? The most so – I expected that out of Lakers. That's not, yeah. that's not surprising to me. The most impressive team, and a team I think is ahead of schedule, is the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Dallas is playing, to me, out of their mind. Luka Doncic looks like a legit superstar in the league. And that is, like, not an exaggeration. I mean, Luka has had back-to-back triple-doubles, like 25-plus triple-doubles. He's hitting threes. He's getting crazy assists. He's dropping dimes. Like, the man's getting rebounds. He's doing literally everything that you can do on a basketball court. And he's leading his team to victories. They're one of the better teams in the Western Conference. I mean, we're in the first 10 games of the season. It's early in the season. But what I've seen so far from Luka, and, and I ain't going to sleep on Porzingis. Porzingis is doing mm-hmm. his thing as well. The combination of them two right now so far about eight games into the season I think they're ahead of schedule than where I would have thought they'd be so far this year yeah I would I would go Dallas but I also I like how Denver's looking yeah. I believe the Nuggets are starting to play you know they didn't they're kind of picking up where they left off you know Jamal Murray he's he's starting to find his rhythm he's I look I look for him to you know possibly win some awards this year you know and I need we don't know what awards he okay. might win but I, I that was my like dark horse kind of within the NBA I, I like his style of play I like the one he was at UK but definitely like him now you know with the Denver Nuggets yeah Jamal Murray's a hooper and like you said I mean Denver was I mean they were top three seed in the West last year like, yeah we're talking about Denver a team that won a lot of games and they returned a whole nucleus that was pretty much intact you know they didn't lose anybody they they sealed up Murray long term they've got Jokic uh, locked up long term Paul Millsap like the guys that are good players I mean so good that Michael Porter who was at a high school one of the better players in the entire country and that was a lottery pick for yeah. Denver can't find any minutes. He hasn't logged a single minute. We're less than 10 games in, but he hasn't played at all. So, like, for a guy that's that talented, right, that that's that good, they're not to have been able to see the court at all so far this year, that lets you know how much talent Denver's got and how deep they go. And they're, they're a really good team, and they're a team to watch out for the West as well. Okay, so before we, before we get off the topics of NBA, since it's been a while, Jeff, who do you got in the NBA? Oh, yeah, well, the Lakers are winning the championship. I mean, they're, okay, yeah. they're to, for me, the top to bottom – 
They're the best team in the league. I mean, we're talking about top-heavy, LeBron James, uh, Anthony Davis. And then we go defensively. A lot of people thought because of, you know, LeBron James wouldn't be as motivated on defense because he wasn't last year. Well, Anthony Davis is a heck of a rim protector. JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. It seems like Dwight Howard's (laughs) career has resurged. And not to mention the wing play of guys like Avery Bradley, KCP, which I'm not the biggest fan, but he can play a little <laughs> defense, and Danny Green. Like, those three guys are on the perimeter, not to mention Cal Kuzma can give you whatever he can. He's an athletic young young kid. I mean, that team, to me, from top to bottom, is the best team. I think the Clippers will have something to say about, you know, what happens in the Western Conference Finals. The East is, is pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, we got the Philadelphia 76ers, my team to come out of the East. I think they'll beat Giannis in Milwaukee. Uh, I think they're better than Boston. I think they're better than Brooklyn right now. Like, so it'll be the Lakers versus the Sixers and LeBron and AD will just be too much. LeBron will be one of the only people. Uh, he'll have a three finals MVPs, yeah. three different teams. I don't know if that's ever been done before, <laughs> but like, yeah, LeBron James will take home his fifth NBA championship. You know, it's kind of <laughs> one of those things we talked about, you know, post uh post podcast. We, <laughs> we'll be we'll be talking about uh before the podcast was started about like is this LeBron's year? You know, he's, yeah. he's missing the playoffs and then like you said, it's revenge season. I like the Lakers coming out the West as well, but I am going to have a dark horse. I think the Clippers, they have something up their sleeve. Once they get healthy, we just don't know what this team can do with Kawhi Leonard and the company. So I know Paul George isn't, you know, he's in yeah, motion right now. Yet. So I just I just think they, they're they observing how the Lakers are kind of, yeah. you know, moving right now. I don't want to think it's one of those things where is L.A. putting too much effort as of right now, or do you think it's like a – it's it's kind of hard to see. No, they're just they're just hooping, man. I mean, that's all it is. Like you said, the Clippers, they're they're still doing the load management. Kawhi, right? Like he's still doing load management. Paul George hasn't played, mm-hmm. and they've got some players. I mean, Trez is a put Montrez Harrell, uh, Lou Williams is a player. Patrick Beverly, he's gonna he's not the offensively gifted, but he'll give it to you every single night, every minute of every night. So they've got a team. I'm not gonna act like the Clippers aren't just there, right? Like they're yeah. there. They're gonna. That's why I said they're gonna meet them in the Western Conference Finals. I just think the Lakers are too much now. Teams like Utah and Denver and Portland, like they're gonna be competitive in Dallas, like they'll be competitive, right? Like they'll give you a run for your money. The West is stacked. I mean, they'll yeah. give you a run for your money. Um, but I think in the end, the kings of the king will be the king. Yeah, is LeBron James, and they will win the championship. Now, before we get off the NBA, now Kevin Durant says some interesting things on first take, right? Yeah. Now, Mark, I want to get your reaction to Kevin Durant saying that ultimately. The comments that Draymond Green said last year, now for those who don't know, Draymond Green called KD to be word, yeah. right? To his <laughs> yeah. face and said, we don't need you. We won before you, just to give you some context. He said that played an effect in his free agency. Were you surprised that KD said that and being that open and honest about what You happened? know, honestly, Jeff, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't, ex- I was expecting just that. I knew KD had some type of vengeance of, you know, because like there was locker room reports where KD wasn't getting wrong with, you know, Draymond and it was, we just didn't know. We just needed KD to confirm that, you know. So now that KD kind of confirmed that, I knew that was, KD was pretty much out the door, you know. Yeah, he said that played a, role in his free agency i mean yeah. he said that was part of the reason why he felt like he could leave golden state right yeah. like a team that won you know two titles in three years uh back-to-back finals mvp he felt like that that draymond comment uh weighed heavily enough for him to leave let me give you a hot take since we're on nba we're gonna stay on nba yeah. man uh okay jeff golden state we've seen right now they have completely fallen apart and they're yeah. they're they were possibly in the lottery right Right now. Oh, no, they're gonna like they're going to be in the lottery. So, Jeff, hot take: Do you got? Do you see Golden State 
how what is how many games does Golden State win this year? Well, Clay Thompson's out for the year. Uh, yeah. Steve Kerr came out and said he's not gonna play. They're not gonna rush it. They've had a history of rushing kids yeah. back, and it didn't work out. So, Clay's not gonna play. Steph's broken his hand. That's a that's a five week, six week injury, right? Yeah. They're getting beat by thirty when Steph was there. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like they were getting beat by thirty by teams like the Thunder. Yeah. While Steph was there, like it wasn't like it was the Lakers or the Clippers or them. And it's like teams like the Thunder, teams that are also being a lottery. Uh, Golden State don't win more than twenty five games. I mean, mm-hmm. if they get to twenty five, that'd be a good season. I, I don't, I don't see them winning more than twenty five games with being led by Draymond Green and D'Angelo Russell. They will be in the sweepstakes for the number one overall pick. I mean, we're talking about the NBA, whose lottery system is different now, right? Yeah. Like teams towards the bottom of the lottery have a better chance of winning the actual lottery nowadays. And I think Golden State will be one of those teams in the LaMelo Ball, James Wiseman, Cole Anthony sweepstakes. I think they'll be up there towards the top three picks in the NBA draft next year. You heard it right here. Talking <laughs> of sports, basketball, NBA editions. But stay tuned. We'll we'll give you some more NBA talk next week. But we're going to transition over to the NFL. Yeah. That's another hot thing going on right now. We have a lot going on from the Patriots losing their first game to Lamar Jackson. Yes, I said Lamar Jackson because that is his team in Baltimore. That's coming from a Steelers fan. And we got the undefeated San Francisco 49ers. Jeff, what has been standing out to you the most? I'm going to personally say that, you know, uh, San Francisco, but I'll let you touch bases on first one. So San Francisco has been uh, quite a, a team that, okay, you know, we knew Cal Shanahan could coach. Yeah. We knew Jimmy G was a player, right? Like we knew them together would be pretty good, right? Like yeah. when they played his, Jimmy G, when he first got traded there, they won five in a row. Mm-hmm. And then last year he gets hurt, you know, the first couple weeks and they lose all those games because they don't have the quarterback. So like Correct. we knew once those two got back together, they'd be a good tandem, right? We I just didn't know this defense Full of those first-round picks, Nick Bosa, Eric Olmstead, um, all those guys in the defensive front was going to be this nasty. right? Yeah. Like yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. about one of the better defensive fronts in the entire – I mean, we got four first-round picks on the D-line. Solomon Thomas, Nick Bosa, Eric Olmstead, and there's one more kid. I can't think you got of Got Sheldon Day on the yeah, – but he's not first-round, but, but, you know, but he's also he is down there. there. Yeah. So, like, we got guys that – defensive line full of just nasty. Nick Bosa is looking like not only the defensive rookie of the year, he's in contention for defensive player of the year. So 49ers, hats off to them. They have been quite impressive. But I do want to talk about the emergence of Lamar Jackson, right? Like yeah. a lot of pundits thought that this style, his style of play would not transition into the NFL. And so far, I mean, he all he's done is win, mm-hmm. right? They're 6-2 and two this season. He led them uh, to 6-1 and one or 7-1 and one last year to get into the playoffs. Yep. So this kid, all he's done is win. And then, like, yeah, like beating the Patriots, okay, yeah, obviously they have to lose at some point. But – Bill Belichick doesn't lose to young quarterbacks. I think his his record was like 50 and 0 or something like that. The quarterbacks that were 24 and younger. Lamar's yeah. 22, right? So like for him to go and beat the Patriots, now granted they were on the road, but normally the Patriots have always been able to take away whatever you do best, right? Yeah. And Lamar runs the ball better and he throws it right now. And they weren't able to stop it. I mean, he has 70 yards on the ground, a pair of touchdowns, and Baltimore got a dominating victory over the New England Patriots. And we saw some flaws in the Patriots. The fact they couldn't stop the run, that is going to bode – that is not going to bode well. We know that secondary is just nasty. They've been forcing turnovers all year. But them not being able to stop the run is something that's going to be something to watch come playoff time. You know, I think the biggest thing, if we take a look at it, is looking at the Baltimore Ravens, I believe that bye week, as we know, teams coming off the bye weeks are at 80% uh, of winning the game. So 
we first know that the Baltimore Ravens coming off the bye week, they had enough time to look in New England and they were going to be ready. They, I mean, it's clear as day. Now, another thing about the Baltimore Ravens and then Lamar Jackson, the ability to not like to finish drives. You know, like it was a couple third down plays, third and 10, third and 15, and you're converting. Yeah. And like in the past, you know, when they had Flacco, they weren't, mm-hmm. you know, it was forced turnovers. It was, you know, taking sacks. But the offensive line is starting to play well for Baltimore. And the defense, like you said, you know, you got – you got well, no, uh, looking towards the offense, you know, you got Hollywood Brown, like Mark Ingram, like those yeah. type of guys are, are meshing well Andrews, with Lamar – and yeah, Andrews. Oh, yeah, exactly. So it's one of those things where, you know, this is coming from a Steelers fan, but I respect what they are doing over yeah. in Baltimore. But the interesting take for Baltimore, you know, it's – you know, it's we really have to see how good they are because over this stretch in November, in November – they take on the Texans. They have the, at the Rams, and then they have the 49ers. Yeah. So that is that it's is a, a that's a t- exactly. Yeah. So I mean, granted, two of those two of the four games are at home, but you just have to see, man. So yeah, I mean, like you said, we'll really see how good Baltimore is at this point of the season. I mean, we're talking about. Uh, I mean, Cleveland's not what we thought they were. Yeah. Uh, the Re- uh, no, the Bengals don't got to win. Yeah, 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 and exactly. then the Steelers are dealing with their second, yep. maybe third string quarterback. So, like, their division is pretty much theirs for the taking. But to be the cream of the crop in the NFL, I mean, when you're talking about the Rams, the 49ers, and the Texans after also after just playing the Patriots, you're going to see how good your football team is. And, you know, heading gearing up for a playoff run, it's best to see how good those guys are. And hopefully you stay healthy throughout all of that. Okay, here's a hot take. Jeff, who beat San Francisco? I'll give you my uh, reasoning. I'm going to go New Orleans. I think New Orleans, Teddy, Bridge, Teddy Bridgewater, they're taking down San Francisco. So but that's not, yeah. Playoffs? No, no, I'm talking about the regular the season. season. Yeah, regular I season. I don't have their schedule pulled up in front of me. San Francisco won't win the rest of their games, right? Like they play the Packers, they play, they play the Ravens, like you said, the Saints. Uh, all of those games, and then the Seahawks are always a tough out. So they'll lose a couple of those games. But, I mean, right now, the way they're looking, I mean, they look like Tevin, Tevin Coleman is playing, having a career year. Jimmy G is playing like the player they thought he'd be when they paid him $125 million. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, Kyle Shanahan's got things going. And when you have a front like he has, those guys with Nick Bosa and D Ford all up on the D line, like, it, it, they're going to be a tough out for anybody. Yeah, so standing in the NFL briefly, what is the word on Patrick Mahomes? I know people are wondering, like, okay, is he close? Is What is the word? And I'm hearing reports that he'll be playing against, you know, Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, I think if it was the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes would be playing, right? Yeah. Like, Matt Moore won this game last week. Uh, Pat Mahomes, I say you take it safe. I mean, this is your – franchise quarterback this is your potentially 200 million dollar man right? yeah, like, yeah, so yeah you don't want to risk rushing him back we see what rushing guys back does right like yeah. all it does is re-aggravate injuries we just saw that with deshaun jackson we saw it happen in the nba with kevin durant like i mean rushing guys back when you have a this large of an investment this much of your future riding on one player like you don't want to risk it right so i i applaud the chiefs for letting pat mahomes take his time between you know resting up, getting his injury, and taking care of all of that, but once he gets back, we know what he does when he's on the football field. He's amazing. Yeah, without doubt. So Jeff, early Super Bowl predictions. Who are you rocking with, man? Um, so I think before the season, I yeah. said the Saints and Chiefs, and I wanna. Um, I think I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna stick with the Saints. 
Uh, they rode the way, the Teddy Bridgewater way for 5-0. and Breeze is back, and it's like he never left. Uh, they had a bye week this week, and so they'll be able to. Uh, so I'm going to stick with the Saints, and I think Pat Mahomes. The Chiefs defense has not gotten any better. It's actually gotten worse. But I think Patrick Mahomes and those guys will be able to get it together. So I'm going to rock with the Saints and Chiefs, and uh, Drew Brees takes home the second Super Bowl. I think the Saints win it all. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm going to have to rock with, I think, I think the San Francisco 49ers come out the NFC. You know, I think I think they 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 have something going you know going good for them. I believe with Jimmy G, I think they have you know a, a finesse to it. You know, and I believe out in the NFC it's it's open game, yeah. and so is an AFC as well. You know, the a fan of me would say the Steelers, but we know that's not possible. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I honestly think the Ravens, man. You know, the Ravens have a good chance. They have the blueprint to beat New England, and I believe that I say the Ravens taking on San Francisco was just. I think well the only my only problem and I'm a huge Lamar Jackson fan but I think he still has to prove that he can beat these teams from the pocket right like New England like I said in the playoffs teams they're only preparing for you and they're spending this entire week on you and these teams we saw with San Diego was able to do to him last year in the playoffs, right? Like they send eight DBs, right? And I think you're going to see those kind of different matchups and different ways to try to keep him in the pocket and put a lot of speed on the field to be able to stop what the Ravens are doing. Now, will it work? We don't know. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But look down the stretch, teams are going to have more and more film and they're going to try their best to stop Lamar. Only thing is, can you? <laughs> yeah. The question. And I guess we're going to have to find out for that. Yeah. So, as we know, you know, this is the podcast coming out Tuesday morning. So, which means NCAA basketball is back. It's yes. officially back and better than ever. You know, kicking off tonight, um, you got Kansas taking on Duke in the State Farm Championship Classic. That's the early game at 6 o'clock. And then you got UK taking on Michigan State, number one, number two. But both teams have some key players not playing in this game. So, Jeff, let's start with the earlier game. Um, we got Kansas taking on Duke, you know. Kansas Jayhawks, you know, Big 12, <laughs> fan of them. But I think this 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 matchup between Duke is going to cause them a, a little bit of problems. Well, yeah, Duke, like you said, brings in a lot of great players. I mean, every year they're bringing in. I mean, this year I think the big kid is uh, Vernon Carey and – uh, you got the a couple other kids. I can't think of all their names. But, the, you know, Duke, yeah. all they do, they don't rebuild, they reload. But it, I think they will take a step back. You know, the hype train that was Zion and R.J. Barrett, now they, those kids are gone. Yeah. And these guys they're bringing in ain't Zion. It's not. Yeah, that's why. You know, they ain't R.J. Barrett. Whereas Kansas is returning a lot of, you know, upperclassmen, juniors, seniors, sophomores. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think Kansas will have the upper edge uh, with the coaching with with those returning players, I think they take down Duke. I think Duke is gonna it's gonna take a little bit to you know what I'm saying get things going. Once again, this ain't Zion, this ain't RJ. Yeah, you know these kids are a little different. They you know not to say they're not talented in their own right, but they aren't those guys, right? So I think Kansas will win that early game. Yeah, I think the uh, experience of Kansas Jayhawks, you know, definitely coach self, and then you know Azabuki returning off of his yeah. injury, and then Devin Dotson at point. So these it has it's experience all around. You know these guys yeah. won. They've they've played they played neck to neck with a Texas Tech team, so yeah. we'll just have to see. But as we as we go to another night game, there's a lot of games going on Tuesday. Yeah. But we're just going we're highlighting the the, 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 the big ones because there's some other teams we'll talk about briefly. But Michigan State Kentucky, what stands out to you the most about this game? So one thing, obviously, Michigan State's the number one team in the country, and the biggest reason for that is because they return All American guard Cassius Winston, right? Yeah. Like the fact that Cassius Winston decided to come back. And all those other returning players, 
that's why they're preseason number one. But like you said, UK, one thing the UK has going for them is yeah. for once they have a few returning players, right? Yeah. Like UK is kind of what Duke is going through right now is what UK goes through every year. Yeah. But this year it's a little different. Ashton Hagen's decided to come back. Emmanuel Quickly, EJ Montgomery, like these guys are back for Kentucky. So for them – I think they're going to be better equipped for a deeper, longer run this year than they have been in a few years, right? Like, I think because of those returning guards, and then you add uh, Maxi to the to the equation, you know, those guys are super, super talented, and they'll be able to make some things happen. I think Kentucky, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I think Kentucky knocks off um, Michigan State to start the year. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a hot yeah. take right I there. They, you know? I think they knock them off. That, that's definitely hot take. And one thing that I've uh, we heard Coach Cal say, he doesn't like playing in these opening night games. You know, he's not a fan of them. Why play a tough team like a Michigan State first game of the season? Yeah, he's not a fan of it, but because they are Kentucky, they're going to get the bid every yeah, exactly. year. Exactly. Kentucky's so going to get the bid every year. Duke's going to get the bid every year. So he might say he don't like it, but he's been doing it for 10 years. He knows how it works. Like, they're going to get that opening night game against a Carolina, against a Duke, against a Michigan State. It's just how it is. Definitely I mean, when the money's on the contract. Exactly. <laughs> when the money's exactly. on the contract. Coach Kyle, you can't you can't run from that. He knows it. But let's take a look at some other teams that aren't playing, you know, in those those uh that big matchup games mm-hmm. like this for the state uh farm classic. Your boys Louisville. What they got what they got up, Jeff? So they play they're open their season. I mean so here's the thing. Cal doesn't like playing those opening games, but those are non-conference games, right? Yeah. Like those, those don't matter in your conference. Louisville plays their first game against Miami, which yeah. is a conference team, and, and Coach Chris Mack has come out and vaguely been again I mean very strongly adamant about not wanting the conference game to start the season because the ACC went to a 20 game conference schedule so they start their season against Miami so yeah. that'll be On a really road. yeah yeah that'll be a tough test for the cards um but I think that team is like a lot of these other top teams they return a lot of talent I mean you got your your top your leading score and four year five starters from last year all coming back I mean yeah. that is the team that I think is going to be one of the better teams in the entire country, uh, featuring Jordan Wolra and Stephen Enoch. I mean, I think those two guys are NBA players, and I think Louisville will be one of the better teams in the entire country all year. Yeah, so we, like I said, we, we're just now getting started. We're back and better than ever, y'all. So we can't give it all to y'all right now, but each week we'll be able to give you our in-depth about big plays, big games, and even possible, you know, you, you, just, ne- you just never know what to catch on the Talk of the Sports podcast. But, you know, we have to give you – our early, early Final Four predictions. Okay. <laughs> Jeff, I'm, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go, yeah, first. go ahead, Jeff. Go I'll ahead. go first. So, my, my Final Four, like you said, this is way too early Final Four predictions, but I'm going to go Louisville. I think Louisville was one yeah. of the better teams in the entire country. I'm going to go Kentucky. I think because of those returning players, the Ashton Hagens, the Emmanuel Quickleys, the EJ Montgomerys, Kentucky will be a team that will be hard, a hard out for anybody. Um, I definitely think that we have to look out – for another return from Virginia. I think Virginia is a team that we're going to watch and, and be like, okay, this is a really good team. But I'm not going to put in my Final Four. So I got yeah. Kentucky, Louisville, North Carolina. I think Cole Anthony. One thing that bodes well in the NCAA tournament is guard play, right? Like we watched Kyle Guy for yeah. Virginia lead the way and, and get them to where they need to be also with DeAndre Hunter. So I think guard play, and we saw what guard play did for Texas Tech to come all the way to the championship. So I think the guard play of Cole Anthony and the guys over in North Carolina will lead them a long way. And for that fourth spot, man, it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But I'm going to put your Kansas Jayhawks, yeah. man. I think the Jayhawks, with all the returning players, even though they disappoint me every March, and they're going to disappoint yeah. me again this March, <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and pick them. So I got Louisville, Kansas, 
Kentucky and North Carolina is my final four. Solid, solid final four. We know it's very early. I'm going to agree with you on some of the teams. You know, I, I like Louisville in there as well. Definitely returning players. That team has a different swagger to them, and yeah. I believe they're, they're, they're out for blood this year. You know, they like whether it be against UK, UNC, like they're, they're out to win that ACC. I'm going Kansas, Rock Chalk, Jayhawk, the experience of the Jayhawks. Um, you, won't, you won't hear me change that pick unless they go a really, really bad record. But another one to throw people off. I'm gonna go Villanova. You know, I think Villanova is something to prove. You know, this is but this is early. You know, Villanova returning a few players. Um, head coach has always been solid. I like Villanova, and then Michigan State. You know, Michigan State. They're they're a team that really never disappoints in March Madness. So yeah, we'll have to see. Overachieve. So yeah, yeah. Michigan State being preseason number one is an anomaly for them, but I think they'll be a team a hard out for anybody. That's for sure. Yeah. So I didn't have UK in there. Yeah. So as you know, <laughs> so we'll definitely have to see. So as we're in college, you know, athletics, we're talking about college basketball. Might as well touch briefly on college football. You know, a lot's been going on, um, and we have a big matchup this uh, this Saturday: LSU versus Alabama. Jeff, let's get right into it. Does LSU beat Alabama? They get over the foes. Uh, if Tua Tungvaluwa does not play, yes, LSU will win, and not only will they win, they will win handily. Okay, I oh. think it'll be two two touchdown, seventeen point victory. If Tua does not play, I'm gonna repeat this: If Tua does not play, LSU will beat Bama by two touchdowns plus. Uh, what? He on the play, road? On the road? Uh-oh. They will. They're that skilled offensively Market. now their defense isn't as great as in years past but without two of the alabama offense isn't the same right and joe burrows is the heisman right now right like so he is lighting college football on fire and those wide receivers jefferson chase and those boys are just playing out of their minds right like they have legit three nfl wide receivers joe burrows looking like the number one overall pick in the nfl draft and they will beat Bama in Tuscaloosa on the road. And if Tua plays but isn't 100%, which it looks like he won't be, I still think I think LSU wins the game no matter what, right? Whether Tua plays or if he doesn't play. I just think if he doesn't play, they'll win handily. If he plays, they'll probably still win by 10 points or so or maybe, you know, a touchdown or so. But, yeah, I think LSU goes down to Tuscaloosa and finally gets that much-heralded, vaunted win they haven't had in years over the Crimson Tide. Well, you know, honestly, Alabama is pretty much the underdogs in this game. Yeah, you know, because yeah, of the but, two yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, we've seen them go from number one to number two, just like that. So, I believe that they're that is in the back of their mind. So, I'm going Crimson Tide. You know, I believe that offensive lineman, you know, Emil Okafor, shout out three one seven. You know, good friend, good friend of mine. I believe that them in the company. They'll be able to control the line of scrimmage against this very talented LSU defense, you know. And all it takes is is was a field goal that wins the game, you know. So it, it doesn't have to be a big shootout, you know. It doesn't have to be, you know, a four touchdown back and forth game. If you get LSU to force turnovers, you have to play them how that how Auburn almost played them. You know, you have to play them better than how Auburn played them. Exactly. And I, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> that's why I had to. I had to make sure I, you know, regroup that into my my talk, but. I think that Alabama they find a way to win, but just because Nick Saban, he's Coach Saban, he's he's made for this, you know. Yeah. Although he's not he's not gonna be out there playing the game, but he he coaches and he's a, an amazing coach as we know. Yeah, yeah, he's he's great. I mean, he makes great big time adjustments. I just think the LSU's on a mission, right? Like Joe Burrow 
he's someone that's trying to redeem himself as a player, right? Like he kind of yeah. got out because he lost his job at uh, at Ohio State. Uh, LSU, Ed Orgeron, you know, is someone that's kind of redeeming himself as a head coach. You know, he he's had struggles in the past as coaching and head coaching, and so there's it's just like a like a little revenge team right here. And then LSU has always been thought of of as the little brother to Alabama, right? Like you guys are good, but you aren't Alabama, yeah, right? Like exactly. You're good, but you aren't as good as them. It's not and so I think this is the year that they go into Tuscaloosa with Burrow, with those three NFL wide receivers, with that offense that's just putting up astronomical numbers, and a defense that's doing their job. You know what I'm saying? That they're coming out and getting victories. That they go into Tuscaloosa with or without Tua. And that just, all he matters to me is just the, the score, right? Like, But I think the end result is LSU goes in there and gets a big win. So you heard Jeff Lightsey. He's going LSU over the Crimson Tide. Well, you guys have to stay tuned to next week as I prove Jeff being wrong <laughs> on the Talk of Those Sports podcast. But every week, we're back and better. We're going to have great content coming your way. Until then, see you.